Welcome to Sweet Talk. This broadcast is brought to you by the Continuing Education Workforce Training Division of Idaho State University's College of Technology. This podcast is part of our continuing outreach efforts and the format is conversational. We will be having conversations with businesses, professionals, entrepreneurs, community agencies, and in all cases, difference makers. Now, let's get started with Sweet Talk. Hello, everyone. Uh, I, uh, again, uh, want to welcome all of you to uh, Sweet Talk as we're getting, uh, continuing to produce the show in this time of, uh, yeah, well, is it, Paul, is it isolation? It's not quarantine. It's, uh, what, right what do now, we call this? Right. Well, we, we call it working from home. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think That's exactly I, what it is. We're working so, from home. <laughs> we're, we're working from home, and we have a super exciting guest on today, um, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, but before we do that, I have to give the official welcome and the official start, and which we're going to do right now. So welcome, everyone. Kristen, please take over for a minute and uh, introduce us, introduce our audience uh, introduce yourself to our audience. There we go. Happy to do it. And thank you guys so much for having me. Um, this is kind of just a fun aspect of the, the stay at home order, right? And while things are modifying, um, it's going to be nice to kind of get back to a little bit uh, normal life. Um, and in animal welfare, there really isn't a true norm. Um, I am the executive director of the Snake River Animal Shelter, which is the only nonprofit animal shelter in East Idaho. Um, there are a lot of nonprofit animal welfare groups in our uh, region, uh, but only one shelter that is nonprofit. And so that means that uh, we operate entirely on donations and grants and the support of awesome sponsors. Um, and so a video talk and radio talk like this is a wonderful gift to us. We love to do outreach and let people know what's going on in the world of animal welfare. Um, I've been serving the Snake River Animal Shelter Organization for five years now, and it has been a wild ride. Uh, my background is in economic development, so animal welfare is different. Um, but I was always a rescuer, so it was kind of a natural lean to take my, my business acumen in that direction. And just really excited to share with your audience what's happening in animal welfare today and how they can uh, reach out and serve the animal welfare groups in their communities. And thank you. Absolutely. Actually, I, I, one thing, Paul, do not let me forget to ask her for her contact, how people get a hold of you, Kristen. We want to make sure that Anyone out there listening wants to be able to get a hold of you. So we're going to make sure we get that plugged in on the end. So this is kind of what precipitated this whole reach out to you uh, um, in that uh, this time of uh, this, this pandemic experience working from home, uh, I was reading some articles online and uh, sure enough, it sounded like, uh, or it, there's uh, uh, articles are talking about how folks are, adopting pets. Uh, the numbers have gone up nationally. And, and so my thought was, well, I wonder if that's happening locally. So Kristen, is that happening locally? It is. You know, um, I don't know if you guys uh, follow a lot of the different national trends and statistics that are there. <laughs> 
Um, but they announced about six months ago that Idaho was the number one state for pet ownership already. So 50% of our population in the state of Idaho owns a cat or a dog. <coughs> and so that um, was a revelation to us. And, and we kind of witnessed it. Um, but now we're going to see that percentage go up quite a bit. Uh, we have not been able to keep dogs in our shelter. <laughs> we we wow. anticipated that we were going to have an increase of intakes due to the COVID scare. Typically, when there's any kind of an emergency, uh, a lot of folks will surrender animals to shelters. And because we are... Uh, a facility that allows animals to stay as long as they need to. They don't have a time limit with us. Uh, we receive more surrenders than any of the other shelters in the region. And so about 60% of our animals are owner surrenders. Well, our owner surrender rate has gone down to less than 10%. And our adoption rate has escalated to where we can't keep animals in the facility and because we're not able to transfer from other states like we normally would, like when there's low dog inventory in our region of East Idaho, we'll reach out to Northern California, uh, Texas and New Mexico and Nevada and transfer animals from those places that are still euthanizing because they don't have enough space. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, a lot of states still are not allowing transports of animals. Um, and so we're just having a really hard time keeping uh, enough dogs in the shelter for all the people that want to adopt. It's been a really interesting trend. And for the first time ever, we adopted out every single adoptable cat in our facility. Oh, my goodness. That, that that's, crazy. that's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. That is. So, like I, so I'll just give a little, uh, you know, kind of that's my wife and I, we have a dog uh, and, and a cat. Um, we, we got the dog, uh, rescue several years ago. Um, and, uh, you know how dogs, anyway, uh, we love our dog and, uh, dogs come with unique personalities. So when you, for our experience, when you adopt a dog, it's, it's more of, you kind of have to be willing to adjust to their personality a little bit more than maybe you normally would. Uh, he wasn't a pup. She wasn't a puppy. She was, uh, quite a bit older. So she did a great job of training us. So we're almost halfway decent pet owners by now. But, you know, this conversation is, uh, here we are working from home. What better time to get a new pet? My thought would be is, I mean, I have unlimited amount of time to, to you know, spend time with that animal. And so that conversation has probably happened, I don't know, 17,000 times in the last uh, amount of time that we've been home between my wife and I is, is it time to get a new puppy? You know, we're home and we're going in the summer and she's a teacher. So, you know, that continues on and, but yet we still haven't pulled the trigger, but it sounds like that conversation is not a unique one, uh, uh, not only locally, but probably nationally. Is it time to get a new dog or a new pet? I should say. I think so. Um, there's a lot of reasons for it. I think people truly understand the, the healing power of animals, the peace that they bring, and why they can bring elements of chaos at times. Um, that chaos usually lends to humor. And um, the long, I was just looking at my own pup over there, just admiring how much joy he actually brings to me. So in a stressful situation like a, a mandate like this, I think an animal creates variety that we need. So we aren't getting bored. Um, they also naturally um, 
They lower our stress levels. They lower our heart rate. They increase our health uh, fully. And so people understand that. People are being really smart. And we wish people would always do what they're doing right now. They're reflecting on their ability to care for an animal. And um, that's what we always want. We, we, our biggest concern now is that all of these animals are out there. We can't keep enough in inventory to serve everybody that wants a dog. And so please people, you know, do everything that you can when you have to go back to work to make the necessary adjustments to still provide the care the animal needs. Dogs need to be walked twice a day. They need to go potty for every four hours. <laughs> and so if you're working 12 hour days outside of the home, consider what kind of adjustments you're gonna need to make. And there's daycare centers out there that can help provide doggy daycare. There's, you know, hopefully a friend or a neighbor or a family member that'll still be home to provide the necessary care for that animal. Because the last thing we want is for all of those animals to suddenly start coming back to the shelter. And so people can start planning now because I, I know this month is really going to meet the mark when everybody can go back to work um, if our, our COVID levels are looking still healthy in our communities. And, and that's my situation. I get to go back to work on the 15th. I'm excited. <laughs> so I, I miss the animals and I miss my staff. And, and while meeting through Zoom is great, it's a great alternative, um, we hope that we don't have to go back to it, that people are being really smart and that we're all taking the necessary precautions to, to move forward. And that means with our animals as well. So yeah. make preparations folks and, and make sure that your animals are going to have their needs met because otherwise they're going to see behaviors happen that are going to frustrate them. They're going to chew couches. They're going to get into the trash. They're going to destroy carpet. You know, they're going to do things that are going to be upsetting. And um, the other thing that I'd encourage people to do um, right now in preparations for going back to work is to start getting some training with their animals. If um, they have to do online, they can use YouTube videos that are excellent training, but the Snake River Animal Shelter also provides that training in-house. We do private training and day training, um, anything to help animals be able to stay in a home is our top priority. So overcoming behaviors, learning obedience, uh, those things are top priority because we want every dog uh, to stay with their loving family because there's no place like home. A shelter like ours is a, is a good temporary safe place, but it's not a home. So, so yeah, let's, let's talk about uh, the, the shelter for just a minute. Now, are you, is the shelter open? I, I follow you guys on Facebook. And so I, thought I saw a post there that says you guys now are kind of open uh, during the day for people to come in. Is that correct? That's correct. We're okay. still really watching the number of people that come in. Um, you know, the new mandate is less than 50. Uh, it's rare for us to have that many people in the shelter anyway. So we're doing our best to maintain social distances. Uh, we do have masks available for people who feel like they would prefer to have a mask if they're having to be within close distances. That's for our staff as well. And our staff is really educated about transmission of disease because we work with animals every day and there yeah. are diseases animals carry that transmit to us as well. Mm -hmm. um, we always are taking really high sanitation level precautions. And so our staff are no longer wearing masks um, consistently. Um, unless there's a reason or a concern for them to do so. 
And they all know that if they are ill, they are not allowed to come to work. Right. right. And they have to have a doctor's uh, approval before they come back. <laughs> right. Well, you know, just in general speaking, I think we all got to kind of get used to that. Right. Uh, you know, no more uh, going to work with symptoms. You know, I don't think we're going to tolerate that anymore. But let's, you know, first of all, I want to say uh, you guys have been open. The shelter itself in the new facility in the and it's not new. Because um, I know it's been open five years, yes. four years, five years, five years. Um, and it's beautiful. I had the opportunity to uh, tour the facility before you guys. Uh, we got pets in there right before the big grand opening, all that. Oh, uh, it's yeah. a wonderful, lovely. I I love it. I love it. Um, and so my my question though is 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 uh, and I know uh, you know uh, pet. You're like you just said. Uh, you're running low on pets for uh, adoption availability, but maybe someone who's thinking about it uh, would like to kind of have that discussion. Can we talk about what that looked like? Not only just like when they walk in, but let's say they do walk out with, with a pet. What you mentioned earlier, the training resources, but can you kind of share with a little bit, just that process, what people can expect when they go, they, they come and they, they walk in the door at the Snake River Animal Shelter there. Yeah. Well, first, they'll be welcomed by our awesome staff. Yes. <laughs> they'll be asked if they're looking for a cat or a dog. Mm -hmm. And if they're looking for a cat, we'll, we'll show them the directions to our cat room. And we'll make them aware of any kind of specials we have on. Um, in the month of June, we're not looking at running a whole lot of specials. Uh, we have a lot of kittens available right now. And so we're hoping to have them placed in, in good loving homes at their normal adoption rate. And then um, we direct them to dogs or even walk them back. And then we are really cautious to educate people about not putting their hands in cages. Um, it's really important because animals aren't the same in our shelter facility as they will be in a home environment where they can relax. Uh, shelters, even as great as ours, are a stressful environment because they're kenneled most of the time. And that's not natural uh, for a dog or a cat. And so they're naturally more stressed. So we'd say, don't put your fingers in the cages. Um, and then to let us know if they would like to acquaint themselves with an animal, we have two acquaintance rooms uh, that we allow people to take a cat or dog in to get to visit. They can take them on a walk on our property. There's 13 acres out there that they can walk on. Um, not for a cat. Most cats don't appreciate being harnessed, but we have had a few. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> But the dogs uh, love to get an extra walk in. We have awesome volunteers that walk them daily so that it helps lower their energy levels. Um, they'll see dogs that have had some great uh, stimulation, healthy stimulation to help them um, get enriched and not just be bored stiff in that kennel. And so many times they'll see Kongs and other healthy toys in their cages for them. Um, we also allow them to offer treats in a safe way, um, which makes it more engaging for somebody as they're trying to discover which pet they'd like to adopt. Right. And then, then the key is if they have children or other animals, we invite them to bring them to our facility and go into one of our acquaintance rooms and have an opportunity for them to meet and our staff stay with them in that process so that the animals will get a proper meeting that's safe outside of their home. Um, and that we highly recommend. Uh, for cats, it's a little different process. Um, sometimes you have to allow a cat to adjust in the home because you really can't do that with a cat outside of the home. Right. It's stressful. 
for right. them to leave, you know, so um, they would associate a new kitty in the home and give them the time that they need. Uh, cats can be picky about transition. And so it just takes some patience, sometimes uh, allowing them to have separate rooms for a while and then integrate well, them. And, and that's kind of where you talked about earlier too. You guys offer those services of tra pet training. And so, um, and uh, I always say owner training, right? That's really kind yeah. of what, what pet training really is. Um, but, uh, but you know, that idea of, um, so uh, you, you adopt an animal, you adopt a dog, um, let's say, um, well, you know, what if it just doesn't work out? Uh, is there a little try? I, this sounds horrible. I don't know. Maybe it doesn't, but is there a, tri a trial period? <laughs> you know, what if you, the, the, pet, the pet comes home and, and it just doesn't work out, you know, and like you said, cats are tough. Uh, they're, they, 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 it's hard to put them, they transition sometimes, at least in my experience, but again, I'm not the greatest cat owner, I suppose, but, but uh, is there a trial, it's a trial kind of thing? And, and you can give a shot and see how this, 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 this wonderful animal works at home, or is, is that not a possibility? That's a really good question. And we used to do trials um, and we kind of got away from it uh, because we really, we want pet owners to be serious when they come in our doors, not yeah. saying, I want to just come and see if I'm ready and have the dog for three days. You know, <laughs> right. we want to help you through that process of knowing you're ready, even uh, before you take an animal home. And so we, we help a lot of people, it's called adoption counseling, basically, uh, to re realize that they are ready now, or maybe they're not quite ready, but in the event that they feel ready and they do take an animal home and it doesn't work out, we absolutely take that animal back. In fact, it's part of our contract that if at any time things look like they aren't going to work out, you know, we've got two dogs that just are not not ever going to get along. We try to intervene by providing training first and the majority, 90% of the time that fixes the problems mm -hmm. and that way the animals can stay together. But there are rare occasions where an animal is like super possessive and we just can't quite get past that possessiveness. Right. Um, then we will, we'll, we'll happily take that animal back and rehome it again. Um, and so that's, and it's a no shame deal. We don't shame people for bringing an animal back. People know their limits and what they're able to do and what they can't do. We, we want you to know our door is open to take that animal back at any time, but our goal is <laughs> that right. it'll stay in that home forever. Well, and it's, so I'm getting the impression, not only are you a resource for animals, right? You're the, providing the shelter, um, and the animal uh, uh, refuge there as well. Um, but at the same time, you're also the resource for, for the humans, right? The humans that, that are interested. So, I mean, I think that's, I, that to me really kind of stands out is, is you know, it's, yeah, we're, we're here for the benefit and well-being of all. Um, and, and, and we know that a happy pet is also with a happy owner. And, and so we need to make sure that we're, we're making those processes. So, so that's good. I, I, at least that, that's kind of what I'm, I'm, I'm understood is what I'm hearing. I hope I didn't put words in your mouth on that. One. No, I'm glad you said <laughs> that because 
we serve more than 1200 animals a year, but we know that our impact with people is more around the 10,000 number and that our people are the most important aspect of this whole process because without us, the humans that love the animals, we really don't have stewards to care for them. We are their advocates and, and we are their caregivers. So I, I love that you said that because the whole reason we started our dog training program was for that very reason. It was for the people. Mm-hmm. And we had people constantly coming in the shelter. I need an ESA animal. I need a service dog. I need a therapy dog. And we just weren't able to always meet their needs because we didn't have the education at the time. This was two and a half years ago. And we recognized a need and a good business sees a need and fills a need, right? Right. And so we're like, we got to do something to help these people. They want animals that are going to provide a service for them and fill a need. And an ESA animal easily does that. Uh, we can consider almost any pet owned as an ESA animal. Right. And, um, but as a therapy animal or a service dog, that is, requires a lot more training. And so we provide that now for people at our shelter through our Idaho Canine Academy program. And, and beyond that, we train all of our dogs that are with us for any amount of time. The, the day one they come, we're teaching them to sit and stay and, you know, teaching them to be obedient. Uh, but if they're not with us for more than a week, they don't always grasp that real solid. <laughs> That's right. We train all of our shelter dogs. Uh, we train dogs for the community that are frustrated with behaviors. And uh, we also provide service and therapy animals all to benefit the humans that love and need the animals. Very cool. Very cool. So, hey, uh, real quick, and I'm, I know we're running short on time here. In fact, that's what I'm looking at. I want, how does somebody get a hold of you? And in fact, there was the time. Hold on. So I had to stop it. So we hit our magical 20 minutes, or it's not magical. It's sometimes the curse, isn't it, Paul? <laughs> yeah, we hope, we hope people will call us at the shelter at 208-523-4219. We answer those phones Tuesday through Saturday. We are closed on Sunday and Monday. Uh, we start answering phones at 11 o'clock. We provide animal care from 8.30 to 10.30. So 11 is about the, the one consistent time frame when we open our doors, we start answering phones. So if people are patient, don't mind leaving a message, we'll get back to them same day. And then uh, they can also get a hold of us through our website at snakeriveranimalshelter.org. Uh, through the contact us, they can email us at any time. And also Facebook is an excellent way uh, to communicate right on if they're looking at a particular animal. All of our animals are posted on Facebook in our, in our available pet albums for dogs and cats. And they can ask right away about a cat or give us a call. Um, or a dog. <laughs> well, let me let me throw a plug in real quick for your Facebook, okay? It's it's a pleasure for me to follow you on Facebook because every day I get a picture of a whole new little set of puppies or cats and I get to thumb through and go, oh, aren't they cute? And so, so, you know, especially in today's world where maybe Facebook feeds aren't always filled with the positive things, I enjoy your Facebook posts uh, almost the most, that's for sure. Awesome. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm putting that plug in. Follow them on Facebook. You'll have a better day. <laughs> Absolutely. We're trying to keep it positive around there. So. Right on. Thanks for right your on. time, Jason. Hey, Kristen. Yeah. 
Hey, uh, are, uh, is your organization also looking for donations, um, such as for maybe monetary donations or donations of blankets and pillows and even possibly uh, dog food from people? Awesome. As a nonprofit shelter, we're always in need. And so monetary donations are always helpful. People can donate through our website or come on down to the shelter at 3000 Lindsay Boulevard. We also are always in need of puppy and kitten food. Um, they're higher in proteins and fats that they need. And so uh, we receive everything by donation when it comes to our food sources. Uh, we don't um, consign to a food program because they're very, very expensive. It's about 30000 a year to uh, consign to one food. And wow. we just can't afford to do that. And so everything we have in our shelter is donated food. So we, we ask people if you can donate plain brown kitten or puppy food or cat or dog food, that will help us every day. And, and we have incredible partners through Walmart and Cal Ranch and Albertsons and a few other stores that have, Brolums have been very generous to us to donate any scratch and dent stuff that keeps our, our shelves full as well as the community. And so kitten and puppy food is what we need most right now. Okay. And you guys do, uh, I mean, Snake River Animal Shelter, you guys cover the whole Snake River Plain. So it's just, even though the shelter itself is located in Idaho Falls, you serve the Pocatello community, the Blackfoot community. Uh, do you all the way up to Rexburg too? Is yeah. that correct? Okay. Rexburg and beyond. So yeah, okay. we, we serve the entire region. All right. Very good. Paul, do you have any other questions? Did I forget anything? Because I always do. I, I just have one thing. Of the, I have only one thing that I wanted to make sure we clarify is um, your shelter is a non-kill shelter. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. And it's a beautiful shelter. I recommend if you haven't been there, uh, even if you're not interested in a pet, grab a bag of dog food, uh, as uh, Kristen uh, described, and go and just check it out. And you'll probably have a better day. I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Come on down, volunteer if you don't have anything else you need to get done. There you go. There you go. And and uh, now, Kristen, I'm, I don't know. I, we still haven't come to the conclusion on whether or not we're in uh, a two-dog family yet. So uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to work that out. So, <laughs> hey, I, you know what, uh, Kristen, we might have to have you back on the show here in a little bit, if that's okay. I just had nine other questions I want to talk to you about. And the sad thing is we didn't even really get to talk about like pets, you know, the, like what's your favorite dog or, you know, what's the funniest thing you've ever seen there, or, you know, all the little wonders of that. And so you might have to save that conversation for another time, but uh, I thank you for being on the show. Um, I do want to put a plug in uh, for our website, obviously, if you're uh, are new to the website or new to our show, please check our website out at um, cetrain at isu.edu. Uh, Kristen, thank you so much for the show. Uh, thank you for being here. Thank you for, uh, thank you for the work you do, by the way. Yes, um, thank you very much, Kristen. Yeah, that was uh, just the work you and your folks are doing down there. And, and it's encouraging to hear that you've got, we've flipped the trend and let's hope that that trend stays uh, consistent for a while. So anything else you want to add before I have to shut us down? I'd say just thank you for having me. And definitely if people have some downtime and are looking for something to do, we need dog walkers and people that'll do enrichment with the animals at the facility. So come on down, fill out a volunteer waiver. We'd love to have you.
There you go. That's the best advice of the day. Go on down and walk a dog. That'll make things feel, that'll make you feel better. All right. Thank you so much. And I'm ending the recording now. So guys have a great day and, and thank you. You too. Oh, wait, I hit the wrong button. We're still recording, Paul. <laughs> Didn't just <Yeah>. hit. <laughs>